Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and on Instagram. Well, I'm delighted to be joined to you by you. Delighted to be joined today by Shawnee O'Leary and John Heenan. Welcome along, boys. Hi, Liam. Get her, Liam. It's middle of the day. You shouldn't be wearing yours at this time. Or not. That's what's after throwing me. Normally, we record this like late at night, and we were recording it at lunchtime today. And I was going to say this evening, but it's not. It's only the middle of the day. So, uh, yeah, sorry about that, guys. Just got a bit, a bit of tongue tied. Um, great to have you along here today, and great to be recording in the daylight for a change. Um, obviously, we're doing this virtually again over Zoom as we are still under lockdown here in Melbourne, but things are trending in the right direction. Um, we're down to kind of cases around nine, ten cases a day at the moment. Not not the case in Ireland, up six six hundred and up. So we'll we'll touch on that later in the show. We are going to talk about county finals, uh, Cork and Godway. We've got Giggles Corner, who he's done fantastic work on Instagram over the last few weeks. Giggles, he just learned how to use it, and now he's absolutely flying it. Um, and then we'll finish up with looking at the inter-county season and COVID. Giggles is just getting a nice little hard-boiled sweet out of a box with that kind of sugary dust on it. What are they called, Giggles? The mixed free traps. Probably not a great idea, Giggles, to put one them in your mouth as you're about to do a podcast and it, and it take around 20 minutes to disappear. I, I, I don't understand why you've just done that. While, while, you're, while, you're, while you're bashing the, um, Giggles there, Liam, I think we have to um, we have to praise Giggles and he's coming off the bench on the Instagram bench uh, with the performance he's had in the last two weeks. I think uh, he's really up the Instagram, Instagram game for G.A. So kudos to uh, John Heenan on that one. Kudos, yeah, kudos to Giggles. Um, great work on on Instagram, Giggles. And I reckon, I reckon, I reckon, I reckon, Sean is going to be talking about the Cork County Championship for twenty minutes anyway. So I reckon they'll be gone by the time I can talk again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those you ha- don't follow us on um, Instagram, check us out on Akadega Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. But Giggles, he'll touch on in his in his in his segment, but has been running some great um kind of mini World Cups on different things. So we'll we'll touch on that in a in a few minutes time. But um. First up, we are going to have a look at the Cork County final, which was one that was enjoyed by one and all. So we had the, the Cork County final at the weekend, the Little All-Ireland as Giggles was calling it, between Glen Rovers and Black Rock uh, on TG Car. I only watched it myself last night in the full. I just hadn't got a chance to sit down and watch it. And what an unbelievable game of hurling. First off, considering the conditions, like it was real tough conditions down in Parky Quay with an absolute gale blown. But the standard of hurling that we saw, Shawnee, um, I'm sure has given you a good lift coming into hopefully the inter-county season. But just on the game on its own, fantastic exhibition of hurling from both teams. Yeah, massive lift, I guess, in terms of my perception of car curling, I guess, which wouldn't have been, you know, wouldn't have been great at the start of the year. But after watching the club championship this year, the new format has been excellent. The games, the quality games that Car County Championship has, has thrown up has been really, really good. I think the new championship format has suited that. But like the Glen and the Rockies, massive wind uh, going down to the Black Rock end, uh, coincidentally. Um, superb game. Jeez, the the standard of hurling was was very high, you know, considering the conditions. 
I watched the Fat O'Neill's in Charleville the, the, before that um, on the Sunday night, and the wind seemed to be more of a factor in that game, but it obviously was a factor in the, the Glen and Rockies game. Um, but he was superb hurling. I thought, even the likes of, you know, you had the all reliable Patrick Horgan, you had um, Steve McDonald from the Glen, Robert Downey, all those, you know, huge names performed very well. Um, but it was, I think, the Rockies ending an 18-year break um, from the top table. They had much more of a balanced team, I think. You know, much more, as I said last week, they're way more physical um, compared to a lot of teams in Cork at the moment. And I think they definitely just deserved their victory on Sunday. Um, epic game. Absolutely epic game, I thought. I think one of the best county championships I've seen this year, aside even from the Tipperary County final, so... The uh, the Waterford Kilkenny County Finals I guess didn't um, didn't, didn't serve up that type of uh, no standard but anyway. But what 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 I thought was interesting was watching the first half was um obviously Black Rock went in kind of five I think it was five points up at half time and with yeah. that wind I was like oh, I don't know have they done enough here um considering the conditions and what was what was there I I thought it might, they might come up a little bit short um and. The, the wind was a big factor, especially for that long range, long range scoring. You could see as soon as you put that ball up in the air from even 60, 70 yards out, it was just carrying all the way. Um, and they made, they had a couple of clearances who went, went long and wide. And I yeah. think, yeah, like the Glen were that bit more efficient in the, in the second half. And I, I, I reckon they thought they when had it. Are, they thought, and you saw, like, I thought the writing was on the wall then when Simon Kennefick, he's like Christy Ring's grand, grandson. And like, when he got the two goals, you thought, geez, this seems the tide seems to be turning here now for the Glen, and it's gonna be, you know, you know, with Christy Ring on their jerseys and everything, you thought it was in the day for the Glen, you know, you know, it was just written in the stars and, and then Black Rock just responded. I mean that that guy Alan Cunningham was was phenomenal. Is it Connolly? Is it Connolly, no? Cotter, Cotter, Cotter. Oh Connolly, sorry. Connolly, Connolly the full forward. Is the sub you're thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I, he got two uh, two and yeah, that was just it was just brilliant the way they responded. They're big men, especially Liam. Um, the way those guys just threw themselves about, you know, Niall Cashman there centre back was really good. Norvig um at full back. They just had just, you know, that little bit more hunger than than the Glen, even though the Glen like could have actually won the game come come the end of full time when Patrick Horgan had I thought had put him in front and then I guess that soft free that everybody t- is talking about, which was probably, you know, I would say it was just lack of concentration from the Glen defenders because they had three men, I think, behind, in front of him and goals, and they should have, you know, you it was know, a free. Them away. It was a free. It was a hundred percent. No, no, it was. It was a silly free, but I'm just saying that it was just silly defending by them, and he he was dragged down earlier in the game, um, in the first half, I think. By uh, the cornerback from the Glen, blatantly, and Cahill McAllister actually yeah. dropped a whistle and uh, never, never gave it to free. So it was a play on, I think. But you know, it was like again Patrick Horgan, like the the skill of him was ridiculous. But Shawnee, yeah, question: There was definitely shades of 2013. There was definitely shades of 2013 All Ireland final about it. That if you if you parachute in the Glen Rovers as the Cork team and Patrick Horgan being the superstar that he is. Scoring that point, probably not. They, they didn't play better than Blackrock. Blackrock, I thought, deserved it on the day. But Patrick Horgan thought he won it with a wonder score again, only for Blackrock to go up and level it and then to win it an extra time. It was, um, I'd say he sickened, to be honest, because he, he did everything possibly that he could to win it for them. But I think they were definitely 
way too reliant on him. They had Robert Downey, in fairness, in the defence, had a, a monstrous game too. But the rest of the players didn't really stand up. Our little flash bits here and there, like Kenneth fixed two goals in a two-minute spell. It was. It was kind of in and out. It wasn't really consistent from them at all, was it? It was, you know, Kenefic, as I said, you know, he got those two goals. But outside of that, you couldn't see a lot of impact from their forwards. They were relying too much on Horgan. And he missed, uncharacteristically, he missed a couple of frees as well, which is, you know, which I guess a guy his standard, he'd probably be thinking about that now for the rest of this week. Um, but yeah, it was it was a full team's performance. But like the Rockies, again, 3-5 from the bench. Man, Robbie Cotter, I remember watching yeah. him against the Glen. I thought he was very good, or against Douglas. He was very good. Ty DC coming off the bench, he was brilliant against UCC. He took Paddy, Paddy Cadell to the cleaners when he came on against UCC. Um, that sideline was, was phenomenal to draw up the game. And, and he's like, he got a goal before that, which was well taken as well. He's a big, strong, athletic guy. But that was, he kind of epitomizes the Black Rock team. Like, they're all big, strong, athletic players outside of Connolly, I guess. Um, and even they held what's his name, Michael O'Halloran, you know, to very little impact on the game. He he seemed to come out a lot more and stay away from goal and left the space in for Connolly. And he did a lot more working around the field. Wasn't on the scoreboard at all, I don't think. Um, so it was just a real a real uh, performance, you know, from one to twenty. And and Shawnee, in terms of the guy who stood out for me the most, I, I know Kenefic, you know. Played very well, and like you say, he took those goals. Where it was Connolly full forward. I don't know much about him. What's his story for Black Rock? I think, like, he doesn't look like he's a big guy, but he doesn't look like he's particularly muscly or anything like that. But just very rangy and and difficult. I thought he gave him all sorts of trouble. I think he's played Cart Minor before. I can't be too sure, but I think he has played Cart Minor before. He's he's another one of these kind of. Um, he kind of reminds me a bit of Alan Cadigan, not let, not let, not as skillful, I don't think, but you know that type of that type of stature. You know, he's got the pace. You know, he takes one thing he does do is aside from Cadigan is he takes on the man a lot more. He's more interested in going straight for goal all the time. He probably doesn't have the size to do that, but he still he still tries every time. You know, to but turn he's tall, Shawnee. He's tall though. Yeah, but he's he just look, he just doesn't have the power. I guess at this yeah. stage, he probably needs to bulk up a bit more. What, what age is he, Shawnee? Um, you know, so, what age is he? Oh, early twenties. Nineteen, 20. I think. I nineteen, think, is I it? I was nineteen. Yeah, could be. Uh, I, I, I don't know at that, but like, you know, they're on about. You know, he has to get a go at Cork and all this. So I, I don't think that's the type of player they need at the moment. Um, as like he probably be on might make the panel this year, but like you know, they're we need bigger guys, and I, I'm hoping the Cork selectors will be looking afar. You know, at the bigger men who've been performing in the championship this year. Um, you know. The Rockies had a very good half forward line again. You know, they were, they had some savage battles with the Glen. Um, Rob Downey was moved back, back full back. I think out of the Glen's half back line, which probably left a bit of a space in the in the Glen's half back line, and they seemed to capitalise on that and let and you know got more supply of ball into the full forward line. But yeah, your man Connolly, uh, Liam, I expect we'll probably see him in a Cork jersey pretty soon. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he was. I don't, know, is it, I don't know. Is it kind of? Oh, yes. Sorry, Liam. I oh, think yes. I have a delay or something on my thing. Do I? Um, I reckon, like you, you were saying there, the Cork Championship was brilliant. And Jesus, from the quarter final to the semi final to the final, they were all thrilling games. All very, very high scoring games, though. I guess is the one thing. And I think we talked yeah. about it at the start. They still don't have a centre back or a full back for no. this year. No. And they've and, and you talk about your man Connolly. 
probably number 24 in the subs, right, for the forward. There's so many good forwards. Your man DC for BlackRock, he, he's meant to be one of their shit-hot players, and he went off on holidays during the year when they yeah. were in the training camp period after the lockdown ended, and he didn't get his place back. And I think there was question marks thrown up why he wasn't starting. And I guess... It all, it all is brilliant when you win. The two boys come on and they scored 3-5 between the two of them. But if they didn't win, probably questions would have been asked of why they didn't start the two boys, Cotter and, and DC, because they're obviously two serious players. And they didn't, BlackRock, while they were strong, didn't seem to have players of that quality in the starting six forwards. No, they didn't. I mean, they had some, you know, big, I ought to call them big workers, like Shane O'Keefe and all. He got a nice... He got a nice goal off um, of Rob Downey that time when the ball was kind of mishit and it was he just followed it in and, and got a hurley to it for that goal. Um, but you wouldn't say, you know, you mightn't think that he'd be up to the standard of inter-county hurling where he'd have that pace and, you know, be able to turn the style of an inter-county back. Yeah. I guess when you're talking about the, the backs, you know, and the high scoring, I thought one of you guys were going to bring that up, that there's very high scoring in the final and that maybe it's a, it's a factor of, you know, that spills into the Cork senior team where they don't have those, you know, real teak-top defenders that, you know, maybe other counties do at the moment. But I thought Steve McDonald is definitely one, one of those guys that has to get drafted back into the Cork senior team again. I mean, not only does he provide you with, you know, that lockdown defensive role, but he also coming forward, like, he's he's a good player coming forward. Like, he set up Kenneth Fig for that goal. I thought he was probably fortuitous that the the pitch in Park Equiva is so good at the moment that the ball actually hopped up from because he went to bounce the ball off the, the field and it actually he, he missed. He it did that twice. He up. did that twice and missed yeah. twice, and the ball bounced back up into his hand twice. Yeah, that was hilarious. But uh, but the pitch is so good there, Liam. That's the problem. You see, yeah. so want to be for want to be for a hundred million that they spent on it. Um, but what what was most interesting though was and we've seen it um throughout this club championship and all over the country is after a break whether it's a fifth one it's. A, the 15 minute water break or the half time, we've seen these sprints. And after full time, obviously Glenn had lost a little bit of momentum um, in terms of they, they were up and they just got pit back to draw. And the Rockies came out and were 10 points up in first half of of extra time. And there's nothing yeah, worse than it. it was it. Like, you know, when you, when you two goals get banged in like they did, it's just all over. You know, even though you're going to have that yeah. win in the second half, it's just so draining after being just sucked back from the game out of your, out of your hands and then it's, it's kind of all over. So I kind of, I felt sorry for the Glen and they look shattered and Patrick Corrigan looked shattered too. Like he took huge punishment in terms of any time he went through, he was hauled down for the, for the last 20 minutes. He was just brought to the ground. They were just taking their freeze, no problem, they didn't care. But he was he was out on his feet, even though he'd put in a, a brilliant game. But he was, I think he was kind of tossed as well. He just didn't have any, anything left in, in him. Which, um, like you said, he was kind of carrying that that forward unit on his own. Yeah, and they had that win. They had that strong win straight away into the first half of extra time, and it was like just score after score. I mean, it was demoralizing. If I'd say if you were in the full back line there in that team, and you're like two goals gone in the space of you know a couple of minutes. And you're like, Jesus, how are we going to pull it back from here? But in fairness, they, they did peg it back. Yeah, You know, they got pretty close. But then again, Robbie Cotter in the second half when he, he slotted in his second. It was it was all over then after that. So, yeah, look, a great a great county final, like a great advertisement for hurling, um, especially in the conditions. And obviously, just on time as well. We'll touch on that later with all 
further club action currently suspended but Giggles you managed to stay up Sunday night and watch the, the Galway County final you were having a sleepless night and there was nothing better to put you to sleep than watching Galway hurling <laughs> it, it was a very different game to the Cork County final right? the conditions were probably even worse the pitch was definitely tighter and you had Turlock Moore and St Thomas's who were two very physical teams and half time Turlock Moore were really in the ascendancy they were 1-6 to 9 points so level they were the nine points. Yeah, I've got that right. They were nine points going in, playing against a gale force wind. Uh, but unfortunately for them, Dahi Burke had gone off in the first half, their main man with a calf injury, and a fairly substantial one. He wouldn't go off lightly. And the second half was very tit for tat. And I think with three minutes of normal time to go, Turlock Moore were a point ahead. And Shawnee Lenan, the nephew of Sylvia Oglenan, who had an amazing game, he scored four points from play. Rounded his man, had the easiest chance of the day for him and struck it wide going for a point that would have put him two up. And that was a killer. St. Thomas's went down and got a leveller. They got one to go ahead and they just kind of held on then for dear life with the six minutes of injury time. And thereafter winning the three in a row now in Galway, which hasn't been done since Portumna's great team. Um, so so it's very interesting. Um, Galway seemed to have a bit of a dominant team, i.e. St. Thomas's, whereas you compare that with the Cork County final, in all likelihood, BlackRock mightn't win the county final again for another four or five years because they're going to go back into the competition with the Middletons, the Sarsfields, the Glen Rovers, the McKinley's, UCC's. Anyone can win it. Whereas in Galway throughout the year, St. Thomas's and for the last two years have been the dominant team and they're after winning three in a row now. Yeah, three in a row in any county is fair going, um, especially in Galway. And they have had, like you said, because I think has the most club all earnings per capita, right in saying that. And, different winners up in Galway so it's always been a very competitive championship not so much maybe the last few years with Thomas is coming out on top but it just shows the strength that they do have and again Galway will be probably in good stead but that Dahi Burke injury will be a worry for Galway moving forward into the inter-county season if he's had a bad calf injury and they're due to play in three weeks time he, the race will be the race will be on to have him fit Yeah, he, and he came back on with five minutes to go and they threw him in full forward and you could see him chasing lads and the size of the bandage on his calf now was like a cast. It was so bloody thick just to obviously keep the muscles compressed. Um, but St. Thomas this year have been very interested. I think they've played six games. Uh, and ex- outside of the game where they played Portumna, where they won 5.38 to 20 points or whatever it was, they've won all their games by a score. And in, in a lot of cases, some of them with a last-minute score. Our own, like Owen Teagle was back playing for Castlegar. I think he was captain for him, our own Gary Oldman. And they had St. Thomas's beaten in the first round only for a last-minute Connor Cooney goal gave him a win. They got a last-minute point against James Scales' club, Capitagal, to win it. They won this game by a point. So I think they won four of their five or five of their six games, whatever it is, by a point um, to win the county championship. So just kind of shows the kind of experience and character of that team to kind of just hold out in the in the tough situations and know how to eke out a result. No different than maybe Ballyhale did against James Stevens. Yeah, yeah. I think we've we've said on the last few episodes it's just so unfortunate this year that there isn't going to be a club championship given the the great teams coming through in all the counties it was shaping up to have you know especially Munster to see who would come out of Munster and then you were going to have St Thomas's Bally probably Ballyhale you would have imagined although Ballyhale and Cooter would have been a, a good contest and the two teams coming out of Antrim and uh, and Derry as well so it would have been a great club championship um but but not to be um yeah so look kind of brings to an end the, the club scene we're going to touch on that later in the show um, but no further club action as per the announcement by the GEA um, earlier in the week but we'll get on to that shortly but I think what's coming up next is um, 
no, the fans' favourites, Giggles Corner. I don't think it's power rankings this week, Giggles, is it? No power rankings this week? We'll finalise the power rankings, but we'll talk Early. about the Ireland best player okay. at the moment. All right, okay, we're coming, yeah. coming up next, we've got Giggles Corner. One single moment, your whole life can turn round. I stand there for a minute, staring straight into the ground. Things were just going through my head, you know, and because I can only, I don't want to leave the people of Warford down, you know, because they're my life, you know, people of Warford are my life, you know, and I, 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 I love, I love, I love my county, you know. We love John Milan did fin- um, feature in the. Get AGA Instagram battle, but we'll touch on that shortly. Giggles, what way do you want to go about this? Do you want to finalize your power rankings first? I'll just try. Yeah, there's only one change to it. So basically, Black Rock moved from 10th up to 9th. So the way we had it um, coming in was Ballyhale 1, the Piercing 2, Kula 3, Ballygunner 4, St. Thomas is 5. That all stays the same, as does 6, 7, and 8, which was Kildangan, Kildangan, um, Kildangan and Six Mile Bridge. Um, Turlock Moore, who were in ninth, move out. They uh, leave the top ten. Black Rock go up to number nine. And then I was kind of left with a decision who to put into number ten. And, you know, do you pick one of the, I guess, so-called weaker county county champions? Or do you pick maybe a county final loser who we would have seemed to have been hard done by? And what I've gone for is I've gone for Lockmore Castellini because I just think they lost both the hurling and football finals in such devastating fashion. They thought they had both of them in the bag, and um, pity vote. Just, just as a kind of, sorry, a pity vote. Uh, again, Shani, as you said, you just don't understand this algorithm. There, there's so many factors going to it. Um, they've just jumped above Slot Neil. I was going to put Slot Neil in there, uh, given that they put up such a good show in every year in the semi-final, but they've never got to a final, and they're all respect to Derry. They're competing in the Derry Harding Championship, and they win it at ease every single year. So. Lockmore, Castellini get in there with a pity algorithm tweak. Yeah, you can say that, Shawnee, as, as the 10 team in the power rankings. But we've had great crack on Instagram for the last couple of days, and we've seen loads more to go. I've got my own notebook here, so I have to go refer that back to that. But so what for, we've done is, for, yeah. and I meant to say that... Yeah, for the listeners... At if, the start, we, we, tried to, we, we picked 64 of the best players since 1990, basically. So for the last 30 years... And we just did a random draw. 64 goes down to 32, goes down to 16. And now we're at the quarterfinal stages. And it's gas. Some of the feedback coming through has been amazing. There's been like, Carl Nocton has sent us in the message saying he couldn't vote between Ben and Jerry O'Connor when they came up against each other. He had such loyalty to both of them. We had, my, my own sister has got a personal attack saying, tell that brother of yours he's so anti-Cork putting Ben and Jerry against each other. That's just not fair. He wants to Cork people out. <laughs> And then we've had a real, we've had, I've had a couple of, of, of messages from a few Wexford boys saying, I can't stand this Kilkenny bias on good AGA. Only three Wexford men in the top 64. Can't be right. And they were, they were mentioning Martin's story as a potential omission. But even if you look at some of the players who, who aren't in the top 64, the likes of Noel Hickey, the likes of Michael Kavanagh, Paul Flynn Waterford, Owen Kelly Waterford, Martin Story, Davy Fitz didn't make it. Jackie Tyrrell, I don't think, was in there. Um, there was a lot of lads who didn't even make the 64 to get into it. And then you jump into the the pairing people up. And it was, it's, as I said, it's all a bit of crack and it's people's opinions. And in some cases, there's one vote. Like when we looked at Brian Lohan versus Brian Corcoran, I think there was 160 votes for Brian Lohan and 161 votes for Brian Corcoran or something like that. It was 
mad stuff. Um, but Brian Wheelan got knocked out in the first round, which was absolutely crazy. So, and then you're left with the quarterfinals are shaping up now. I won't give away who's got who. There's there's two or there's three of them in here. I don't know who the hell I'm going to vote for. I'm definitely going to vote, vote for the Waterman, whoever he's up against, Kim McGrath. He's the only Waterman left. But you have Brian Wheelahan, JJ Delaney, TJ Delaney, Owen Kelly, and TJ Brendan Maher. Like, all, 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 I said TJ, all, all not making the last eight, which, look, if they got a better draw, they might be in there. They could be in the last two. Just, just the way the draw has gone. But it's a bit of crack. So we've got Ben O'Connor, Henry Shefton, DJ Carey, Tommy Welch, Joe Canning. McFenley, Ken McGrath, and Eddie Brennan left in the last eight. We'll be putting up the quarterfinal draws later on this evening. We'll get the semi-finals out on Friday, and we'll have a final on Saturday. We'll have a Saturday final. Yeah, brilliant work, Eagles. And everyone have a look at that on Academy GA. We've had hundreds and hundreds of votes over the week, so Giggles is doing great work there. He's he's loving having a little job to do on Instagram as well, and he does a little video where he talks at the start of each post he does as well. So the fans are loving getting to see you, Giggles, as well. So... Um, keep it up. There's lots of positive feedback coming in. Um, but yeah, do get in touch with us as well. Get AGA at gmail.com and at AGA on Twitter, who, who, Instagram, who and Facebook. Who did you vote for, Liam? Who did you vote for in the Tommy Wells versus JJ, Liam? That was a tough one. JJ. For all you any people to vote on. JJ Laney. I actually, vote for JJ and vote him. <laughs> I actually got a message from John Mulhall. I actually might be able to play it here. Let me see if I can play it. He sent me a voice message. Uh, I, I didn't know you had actually put that one up because I'm, I'm a little bit behind. Let me see if I have it here now. I have it here. Let's see if this will work. All right, here's what John Mulhall said when you put that one up. JJ V. Tommy, get out the door. How do you pick that? <laughs> So, uh, I do know that Mulhall was logging in via the Muckley Instagram because I can see, you know, you can see who voted what. So his club is St. Martin's and he voted for JJ. So there you go. He, he was able to find a way to vote. He voted, he voted for, for JJ. He voted for JJ. I went for JJ too. <laughs> yeah, so get in touch with us. Uh, it's very really interesting actually when you see some of the people who vote. And, uh, it's, I, I was actually looking at one there in the last, one of the last games was Joe Canning versus Owen Kelly, a Tipperary, another very hard one to call yeah, and nice. our own Gary Owen Ronan Costello voted for Owen Kelly and Tip I couldn't believe it when I saw it there you go <laughs> there you go you have to vote with your head in this very, one not your heart Cost is very divisive anyway, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't I'm not surprised there <laughs> so that that's that's Giggles Corner for this week stay tuned for the quarterfinals today which is Thursday semi-finals tomorrow Friday and the final will be maybe do final on Sunday giggles maybe make it make it on Sunday give it a little break on Saturday give him a rest for the final on Sunday we'll see we'll see okay sorry we ma- if DJ is in the final if DJ is in the final he might need the break the legs aren't, aren't what they used to be <laughs> <laughs> we had a message in from um, Brian Vaughan as well from the after the last show lads he says uh, you're not having much luck picking county final winners Max Dixborough he says the trees wise men and an emoji with him his hand over his face. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> so all I all I say to Brian is go back and listen to last last week's show and have a listen to my predictions. I predicted Castellines, Charleville, and Blackrock for this weekend. You so. pick you pick the Cork ones with lunch on yeah. Mystic Leary, Mystic Leary, he predicts these things. He predicts these there things. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I know my county. Yeah, you know your county. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk about where we're actually going to stand with the GA going forward with the shock news this week that all club action has been cancelled and also that the inter-county season is in jeopardy. It's always, you know, great to 
you know, to say that you walked the steps of Crow Park and you lifted the McCarthy Cup, like, and, but, you know, we never changed one bit from the day we started, let's say, our first game with, with Glenmore. Going back to your locals and the people that you're brought up with and you're reared with, and there's, there's nothing like going back there. Like. The one the fancy oh, open top bus line, I think we had Dublin's, Richard Dublin's lorry, and really, yeah. up, up on the back of the lorry and off down. It's just lovely country, and a few bonfires. I'm not sure if there was any bonfires in Black Rock um, after they won at the weekend, but the homecoming, I think those scenes of the players coming back and being met by the big crowd is what, what's triggered the GEA releasing that statement. As not just that incident, but I think we had the Mead County final as well. We saw footage of like all crowds in the stands sitting right on top of each other. In fairness, in Parky Cueve, there was some good social distancing going on in the stand. Um but we got the news obviously on Tuesday that there's no further club action due to those incidents. And I think, you know, obviously we have some county finals have yet to be played. The Cork Senior Football Final, Shawnee and amongst others in Cork. And we've had some other, I think it was in Offaly Giggles, I think we said the Hurling one hasn't been played yet. Is that right? Is there is there a couple more? Offaly, Offaly and Leash are the main two Hurling ones that yeah. haven't been finished yet. Yeah. And look, to be honest, when I saw the announcement come out on ch- Tuesday, it was suppose it was on the back of we heard that Ireland was going to go to level five um, restrictions. So it kind of seemed a little bit like the GEA was getting ahead on that one. But then obviously that hasn't come to fruition. Um, it's gone to level three, which allows for um, senior club championship games to still go ahead under the government's rules. But the GEA has just made the call. And my reading of it is it's essentially is to protect the inter-county season. I reckon they, they had a look around the grounds... Most county finals had been played. The country had got a good run of club activity. Everyone was fairly happy. And they said, right, we're meant to be kicking off here in three weeks' time. We just need to keep our heads down now. We don't want any outbreaks because of celebrations or further county finals, especially as the cases are going up around the country. And they were looking to kind of, I suppose, circle the wagons and make sure they can get their inter-county season off, off the ground. Yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's an interesting hypothesis, Liam. You said it to me on the phone the other night and I hadn't thought of it like that, but the more I think of it, that that's has to be the thinking behind it from the GA. And it's very unfortunate for any club who's in a county final that now probably won't get to play until their county gets knocked out. So if we take the Cork footballers as an exa- Cork football county final as an example, they won't get to play until Cork hurlers and footballers are knocked out, which could be in, in six weeks' time or could be in 14 weeks' time if both of them get to the final. You know, it's maybe 14 is a bit more 12 might be the right number, but it's, it's tough on them, but they, they have given everyone a fair... Offaline and Leash are kind of unfortunate in that they had that three-week lockdown period, which is why their county finals haven't been concluded. Cork obviously has more clubs in Ireland than the rest of the country put together, so hence the reason why they're behind on their football. And it, it, it's a hard call to make, but I think if you were to balance up a decision like you said, do you play off these three or four county finals versus give the entire country during the lockdown something to look forward to on a Sunday, i.e. inter-county matches to watch on television. I think it's a no-brainer. As well as having, you know, the GA not have an asterisk beside the year 2020 and no winner. I think the last time that happened was in 1945 in the bloody World War II or maybe it was back in World War One. I, I don't know. So I, I think as a selfish perspective, not caring about the Cork Final, the Offaly Hurling Final, and we're looking at the first of October. That's a big game. We'd like to see Claire Limerick. We'd like to see all these games. Um, and I think that's probably what we're looking at it from our perspective. 
absolutely very tough on the likes of St. Rhinas or on Kikarmaklahi or the teams in Leash or Castlehaven or all these teams. But look, if we get to watch seven to eight weeks of intercounty action, I think it'll be worth it. Right yeah. yeah, I agree, Giggles. And just you know, Giggles looking at me and shouting why we're laughing at him. Essentially, Giggles' internet is not great in his house. And twice on this podcast now, the listeners will have got it, but Giggles won't. His voice is turned into a robot. So that has quite been funny, quite funny, Giggles. So you've done kind of a bit of a stutter there, but we still heard what you said. So point well made. Um, but yeah, you're 100% right. Look, you feel so much for those teams around the country who are now in this holding pattern. You don't know when your county final is going to be. You're going to have to keep training. Also, they're only allowed to train in non-contact pods of 15 or whatever it is. So it's just like logistical nightmare where they can go out and be doing drills and all that kind of stuff. And you're waiting then to get the go-ahead that, yeah, we've got a county final in a week's time or two weeks' time or whatever it is. So, But, yeah, like you said, selfishly, you know, but also kind of for the common good, like you said, for the country that we are going to have hopefully in your county season. But it is probably looking more and more unlikely even though we're at level three in Ireland where the cases are and I think we've just seen I saw during the week there's been positive cases in Fermanagh as well and obviously we had that instant giggles down in your county in Watford where in Dungarvan in that intermediate football final the player who had been tested and they hadn't got the result has ended up tested positive and played in that match and there's an investigation to that one now as well so it's turning into kind of a very tricky situation Antrim have just called off the rest of their club season they had fixtures still to go. They just said, no, it's done now. We'll start again in 2021. Um, so what's going to happen as COVID gets into inter-county panels, which is going to happen. We've seen it already up in Armagh. Um, and the likelihood, especially in any county, it's possible. I think we're going to see counties being struck out because of COVID. I think it's it's inevitable, really, the way the cases are trending. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I think it's right. Um, Northern Ireland obviously has a much bigger problem than the Republic of Ireland. Not to put a, a divide between the two, but they're being governed by different governments at the moment, so they're very different rules. And I think the numbers in Northern Ireland, which is a much smaller, obviously population, a much smaller area mass, is up in nearly in the thousands already. So they obviously have more of a crisis up there. I think if again, if we take another selfish point of view, and we don't care about the football that too much, John Reaney won't be happy to hear us say that. But if we think about the Liam McCarthy. Um, and with the exception of Dublin, right, um, you're probably in a situation where it's probably highly unlikely that one of the Liam McCarthy counties will end up getting struck out for COVID just because they'll mind themselves pretty well. They're in rural areas, a lot of them. There'll be no club activity. So therefore, the meeting up to train will just be with your county panel. So you do have limited contacts and interactions in general. So there's probably a very strong chance that the Lee McCarthy will go ahead and be completed. However, I doubt the GA would make a decision in isolation on hurling versus football. I think if, if it does get cancelled, it'll be the whole lot. And I think what the, the level versus cancellation goes, that if it goes to level four, the inter-county is still going ahead. But if it goes to level five, it's gone though. And I think level four is inevitable in Ireland. Looking at the numbers, looking at what we've gone through here, in, in Victoria and Melbourne in particular, it's whether it goes to level five or not between now and Christmas. And that law depend on the numbers. And I'm sure the experts are looking forward and they know the lag in terms of cases that 600 today, no matter what you do in the next two weeks, means 800 to 1,000 in, in two weeks' time. There's, there's, there's no change to that. You can't stop that trajectory. But it'll just be interesting, do they go to level five or not? I don't think Ireland will, because of 
the border issues and not being able to close the border with England or the rest of Europe and because they'll try and balance the economy and living with the virus. That seems to be their plan. Whereas we're, whether they say it or not, over here in Australia, we're going for an elimination strategy. We're down to single figures now. Fingers crossed in two weeks, we'll be down at close to zero. And um, we, we'll be kind of trying to eliminate it totally. But we've got, we're an island down in the South Pacific, miles and miles away from everything. So it's easier to cut us off um, from everything else. But um Fingers crossed, fingers crossed that the bloody thing goes ahead just for entertainment and selfish reasons. But also, I'm sure the inter-county guys who are training at the moment are, are putting a lot of sacrifice to date to get themselves in shape and that they, they'll want to play it off themselves as well. Johnny, you want to say something there? No, no, I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah, look, uh, there's much more to say, really. I mean, we're all, we all hope on this side of the water and, yeah, that, we're, that we're actually going to have an inter-county championship to watch. Um, I think you're right. I think they will go. They'll go ahead. T- teams will just get eliminated due to COVID breaches or COVID cases. Um, but they will finish it. I reckon. I mean, I guess in the commercial end, they'll have they'll have contributions from sponsors that they'll need to uphold, and they'll just plow on ahead because they need to get it finished. Um, I don't. I'm not sure about the whole. I guess consensus that it's easier to control it because they're in their own little intercounty bubble. But a lot of these players are peppered all over Ireland you know either working or living in different locations so that's, but they that's won't, another thing yeah. really that's the interesting thing now as well with the travel restrictions in terms of you know depends on the obviously the roles of these people and the various different teams and what they do but they're not meant to be leaving your county is the advice at the moment you're not meant to be travelling mm-hmm. for work um, so that's going to be interesting and also like, you can imagine if you're an inter-county player now you would be limiting your contacts hugely I reckon the instruction yeah. will be yeah you're to see you know, your family who you live with but you know, other than that, you're not to be catching up anyone else, I reckon. So I reckon they're going to be trying well, to throw that line pretty closely. That's the thing. We've seen it here with the professional game here in the AFL. I mean, they struggle to do that and they're professional players who do this for a living. So, I mean, you're asking, you know, a lot of players will say if you have, you know, say if you have, you have 32 counties and say you have 30 players per, per county or per setup. You know, I think it's 26 is the all they can have this year. But you have your backroom staff. There's a lot of people to control there. A lot of people to get it right. It's gonna. It's inevitable. It's gonna be breached. People are gonna make mistakes, and and that's where you'll see counties being eliminated the, purely on the fact of that. The only good thing in Ireland at the moment is that because they have gone to that level three, is a lot of things are closed. Like you know, pubs. Is that it's all outdoor settings for takeaway food and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, there's le- you know that does reduce the chances of them going out for a dinner on a Saturday night and being in a close contact with someone because they're not going to be sitting in a restaurant. So that kind of stuff is in their favour. But look, like you said, look, the amount of cases that are there now, giggles, it's going to rise in the next couple of weeks before it comes back down. You don't get the benefit of going to the next stage for a few weeks, if at all. Um, so it's going to be very interesting times. We'll watch with bated breath. Hopefully it gets off the ground. The first weekend is the 24th of October where things are meant to kick off. Um, so that's only 16 days away. It's very, very close. And we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, and fingers crossed, like you said, for everyone's sake, players, you know, people in Ireland, people, this diaspora overseas, we're all, all guns blazing and the GA the same will want to make this happen. And so will the Irish government. So it's going to be behind closed doors. It's going to be interesting, but fingers crossed we can get it over the line. Um, look, I think that's it, that's it for today. Uh, 
we will we will we will come back next week giggles because i think we might have a couple other things to talk about we might have the result as well of your your final on the weekend between hopefully uh maybe it might be dj carey and eddie brennan or something like that we'll see how the voting goes uh but uh yeah look <laughs> lots lots of activity lots of things happening who knows what will have happened in ireland or indeed the world between this thursday and, and next week when we come back but i'm sure things will have changed drastically like we we've i think we've gone 10 weeks now in a row of a podcast and it's ch- things are just changing every day and that's I think the reality we have for the next few months so thanks very much Gig- have we got a sneak peek into um, what's coming up this week on Instagram Giggles any 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 more polls to be voting on she weren't listening Johnny there he, he, were you listening to what you were saying no but has he got has he got yeah, I think he's, he's asking is there is, what, what's after the, what's after the best player poll is the, yeah, what's the next champ, what's the next World Cup yeah secret that's yeah, a secret exactly. is it I, I don't have an idea. I haven't met it up yet. <laughs> the algorithm hasn't come true. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's that's it for today then. Um, please get in touch with us on Akadaga on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Keep an eye out for Giggles' polls over the next few days. Akadaga at gmail.com. And big shout out to O'Neill's for um, their ongoing support of, of Akadaga at O'Neill Sportswear, you Facebook and Instagram. Thanks very much, Shawnee. Thanks very much, Giggles. Thanks. Thank you.